Prosper. On Prosper Podcast, we search the world for folks that could tell us more about getting a job, keeping a job, advancing a job, career development, especially for veterans and for folks that are differently able. And you know what? Today, we are talking with BJ Pfeiffer of Employability. Employability now, especially for folks that are in the need of being employed. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. Today, I have the privilege of talking with BJ Pfeiffer. BJ, say hi to the audience. Hi, everybody. I'm delighted to be here, Anna Maria. Oh, my gosh, BJ. You and I go back a few years. Oh, quite a while. <laughs> uh, yeah. And we've kind of watched each other blossom, if you will. <laughs> and so for the for our audience sake, how about you fill them in on what you've been up to? Okay. Well, I juggle a few things. Um, I have a, a technology consulting firm, Professional Services, we had our 25th anniversary this year. Who would have thought? And so we do project management, business analysis. Uh, we're in the cyber world now. A lot of things that are a little different than when we started out 25 years ago, but still very exciting. And I work with a nonprofit called the Employability Project, and we work with college students, primarily students that are on the autism spectrum and have learning disabilities. And we do career exploration and counseling and preparation. That's so awesome because quite frankly, if um, someone with autism is in college, they don't get that kind of guidance usually. No, and I have to say we have been so fortunate. We've connected with these students and, and we've learned a lot from them as well. And there's they, the jobs that we find for them in the community are phenomenal. What we do, we start out, you know, figuring out what it is they want to do with their lives or what they think they want to do. And then we basically say, you know, there's no bad choice here. If you try the internship and you love it, that's great. It could mean a future job for you. If you don't like it, we'll try something different. But they're, they're in all sorts of, of jobs. I mean, everything from like video editing to, you know, scientific lab work. We've got a number of students who are just doing some very non-traditional things that we never thought of doing before, but we thought, what the heck, let's try it. And it's been working out great. We've been doing that about three years now. That's so cool. That is absolutely awesome. I love hearing it when people have an opportunity to do something that's kind of new, kind of unique, mm -hmm. and, and allows them to thrive, you know, not just survive, but thrive. Because a lot of what you just described can be lifetime careers. That's what we're striving for, really. I mean, we have a lot of students that, I mean, it's interesting how my life has kind of come full circle because, you know, I'm all about employment. And they, you know, these are students that, that I could hire once they get some experience, you know, so we're getting those internships for them to get experience. But, I mean, I think a lot of times students with disabilities, well, people with disabilities in general get sort of pigeonholed into certain ways of, you know, people perceive them. And we're, we're kind of blowing the socks off that theory. It's just like, ask somebody what they want to do and then follow that. And it, it works yes. out almost every time. Yes, because people will actually do what is expected of them. Have you found that to be the case? 
Yeah. I mean, it's like one of the things I think maybe that changes the dynamic on why they're successful is we will say, you know, how do you like to work? You like to work in certain career fields. We go through all of the career exploration and then we ask them what they would like their everyday to be like. So if somebody's like, for instance, I'll give you a good question. You know, what happens if you feel stressed on the job? And I can tell you, I don't know anyone that has never felt stressed. <laughs> and the, and That's the, for sure. <laughs> and the response that I most often get is, well, you know, I just I sort of like to go off by myself for a few minutes or, you know, I just need to be quiet or, you know, just different things that they might need. We just tell that to the employer right up front. And it sets an expectation of, you know, this is how we can all work together best. And it you know, works every time. I'm so glad you said that because setting up expectation actually sets the path. It makes a pathway that's doable for, for both the employee and the employer. Absolutely. Especially in a case like this. Absolutely. And, you know, that's true for everybody, not just people with disabilities. It's just like I'm, right. I have, I can't tell you the number of consultants that I've interviewed who say, you know, they really, they're really interested in coming to work for me. But, you know, I've got I've got all this trip set up or I've got family time set up. And I'm like, that's not a problem. When we talk to the client, we're just going to say, you know, this is what our time frame is. And, they're, you know, they're always very open to that because then they know what to expect. Exactly. And we're human beings. Right. And we all know that we have life around work and right. work around life. Right. We work to live. We don't live to work. Right. We live to work. We don't work to live. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. No, no, no. The, with, the, um, the opposite. The, the opposite. flip. Yes. We, yes. we work so that we can live. We, work we don't live so to that, work. <laughs> that's correct. That's yeah. absolutely correct. And so, you know, here's the thing. Have you noticed difference in the competition pool among the era right now, I think we're kind of phasing out of it, but we were in a phase of the great resignation. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very interesting because it's like we've had to really scramble to, you know, to talk to people because, I mean, I think people look at it one of two ways. They either love what they do and they're going to go out and they're going to find the best absolute opportunity they can find. Or they want to try something entirely different. And I, I think with everything that's happened, they're like, okay, there can be no better time than now. So I'm really anxiously awaiting to see how, you know, the shift is taking place now. I'm, I'm paying very close attention to that. Yeah. From one career development professional to another, this is really an exciting time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm very optimistic. I mean, there's, I would have not thought in the beginning when all this you know, the shutdown started, that there would be so many different avenues. And of course, you know, the, the young people starting out really don't know any different at this point. They just think this is what it's like. And so imagine right. how that's going to shift for them as more and more opportunity presents itself. Right. And I'm glad to hear that a lot of the college students that you're working with are actually going to your services, the you know, employability services, and they are getting the service from your agency because I just learned that roughly 13 to 20% of a student population in any given college or university 
is actually engaging in career services. <laughs> really? Like, it blows my mind. Yes. Are you familiar with NACE? Yes. Okay, so I've been reading discussion threads and a lot of the career services, directors, managers, representatives of colleges and universities are basically sharing the fact that they hold these job fairs or they bring in these professionals and three people show up. Wow. Wow. Do they say why they think it's happening? I'm not exactly sure. I hope it's not apathy on the part of the college students that really need to be taking advantage of these opportunities to build their careers. Right. You know, it, it is really very interesting how the process that that students go through. And I, and I think that, you know, some colleges do it better than others as far as, you know, pushing their students to use those services. Now, my nephew is graduating this year and he, he's had some great experiences through his. He's out of Indiana. But I can tell you, I, I mean, I know that there are a lot of students that just, you know, It's kind of one of those things. If your friend does it and it works, you know, maybe you'll try it. But it's, again, isn't it all communications and relationships? I mean, if if you engage with students early enough, get them excited about what could possibly happen. If they do utilize those services, you know, maybe that would make a difference. But, yeah, it's disheartening to learn that, that so few are showing up. Yeah. When I was reading that, I'm thinking, holy cow. You know, it's like throwing away a gift, right. a gift that is meant to give you pleasure and to not only that, but give you a life. I mean, right. let's right. face it. You want to be in a career that you love. Right. You know, I, I sometimes think, though, that people like I always encourage everybody that I talk to about employment to look for what they want when they go for a job interview In fact, I say, just go for the interview, whether you are that interested in it or not, because you need practice doing informational interviewing. That's an important thing to do. But if you are in a position where you really think you might want that job, you need to ask questions. You need to find out if they meet your needs as well. Is this a place where you're going to be comfortable? Is this the company that culturally you feel like you fit into and can be successful at? And I, I can't stress that enough. I, I think, you know, when I was coming up and, and, and maybe you experienced this too, it's just like, we weren't taught to do that. We're basically like, you know, tell them what they want to hear so that they'll hire you, at, you know. And the end game of that is you, you may get the job, but you, you may be really miserable because you didn't ask questions about what it feels like to be there every day. Right. Go in with your eyes wide open. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then go in, too, believing that you're going to be there past three years. <laughs> hey, you know you what I mean? Taught, when you were in school, did you get taught that you stay two years and move on? No. Learn all you can. Oh, I got taught that. I went to a, a private women's college, and I was told, and this was in Minnesota, and I was told, stay two years, learn everything you can learn, go to the next level. So when I moved to Wisconsin, they asked me why I was a job hopper. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, because that's what I was taught. You know, you learn everything you can learn in two years and move on. So I was really surprised. <laughs> wow. No, I was not taught that at all. 
I was taught that at some point you were going to celebrate your 20th anniversary working for your company and you're going to get a gold watch. (laughs) (laughs) I was told, you know what I mean? Maybe that's why I'm so surprised that my company's 25 years now. It's like, (laughs) because I was thinking after two years, maybe I'd move on and do something different. (laughs) No, this is your company and you are thriving and everyone around you is thriving. It's so awesome to watch this. It's, it's really been wonderful because, you know, I get to choose who I work with. I get to choose, you know, who works for me. And I, I mean, it's just really, it's a good place to be in. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I really am. So your nonprofit is employability. The Employability Project. Yep. The Employability Project. And mm-hmm. most of the time that's working with the folks in Mansfield Hall. Uh, well, the last three years, we, yes, we've been working a lot with them, but we also, you know, we worked with DVR in Madison and, you know, we're willing to go beyond Madison too. They've got some fabulous programs. It's been difficult with, with pandemic because, you know, it's people with disabilities aren't always really into the tech that it takes in order, you know, to do everything remotely. Just like everyone else, you know, it's, it's kind of a love-hate relationship with, with the technology. Have you found, though, that with the COVID and the restrictions thereof, they're now getting a little more in tune with the tech? Or they you know, still yes. are not? No, primarily they are coming on board. I, I think a lot of it was everything is so new or, or was so new. It's just like, especially with the young people. It's like they're going into this for the first time and, and maybe they're used to the technology, but they're not used to how you spend your time connecting with, you know, job opportunities and that sort of thing. There's they're more into the gaming aspect of it. Or or then you have, you know, the students that would that are far more sociable. And so, you know, they they would rather be like sitting in a room with somebody. Right. So <laughs> Have you also seen, I know that Madison, a portion of it seems that it's still shut down. You know, I had my first, last week was the first time that I had actually had face-to-face meetings in almost two years. Um, wow. So it's starting to, starting to open up, I think. It's getting better out there. Now I have friends who've, you know, been masking up and going out all along, but I have a, a vulnerable 95-year-old father-in-law that I've just been really trying to be very protective of. Right. Um, but I, you know, it's interesting. I, I met with a client and I met with a networking group in public places. And I have to say it, it felt really strange initially, but really good by the time you leave. Because it's like, oh, yes, there are things that we can do. We're going to be fine. You know, we just have to take precaution. Okay. So... COVID is, has shown us many other different opportunities and has been somewhat of a silver lining, especially moving forward in a tech career. But BJ, thank you so much for coming on Prosper today and sharing the things that you've been doing to help folks on the autism spectrum. And um, I wish you well. You're celebrating 25 years. That is so awesome. And I wish you yep. 25 more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'll make it that long, but, I, <laughs> but I, I do appreciate it. If you have people that, you know, might be interested in working with an intern, please let me know. Okay, I will. 
Again, thanks, BJ. You're very welcome. You know, listeners, I am so glad you stay tuned and listen to the interview with BJ Pfeiffer. Isn't it amazing what they're doing for folks that are on the autism spectrum and how they are helping them get into a career that they can love for a lifetime? It's so exciting to know that she and her folks are working so hard to make it so that it might be easier for folks that have got autism to get into a career field, a career field that they would enjoy. And so the different ways that she's working with them and she's making that that happen for them. And join with me in the celebration of their 25th anniversary of being in existence and helping so many people. We love to have folks like BJ on Prosper. If you're one of those that would like to be on this podcast, just drop us a line and you too will be able to share what you're doing to help others, especially in the employment arena. Take care, everybody, and be well.